0: living at home and then the next day I got married and then I moved in with my wife. It was the first time sharing a house with a woman. And here's the thing, if you have no experience, day one is a crucial day. You need help. Someone has to chaperone you because you're going to make choices that don't seem important. There's little ones like, like uh, what side of the bed do you want? Yeah, oh, I thought that was trivial. That's your side for life right there. <laughs> I'd screwed. I blew the call. Oh, I didn't look. I didn't look at the TV angle.
1: <laughs> it's easy to forget that Ray Romano was a hugely successful and hilarious stand-up
0: comic before he was sure. Raymond. Sure. Um, is that from a new special, newish special? Uh, I don't I think within the last couple of years, but I don't yeah. think it's like a brand new one that dropped. God, I
2: was watching. I've rewatched Seinfeld's uh, special on Netflix the other night. The part about marriage <laughs> It's just fantastic, fantastic. You'd think you'd think that particular road would be so uh, well worn there'd be no new angles on that, right? Right. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, my my favorite story, and we've uh, we've touched on this several times. I just I just can't get over it be- because of the way universities are across America.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're,
2: they're so crazy now with the this is a horrible country and we're unfair to so many different, you know, marginalized groups. And it's just we should tear it down and start over. It's so awful. The fact that it turns out that UC Berkeley and a whole bunch of other major universities let in rich white kids over anybody else all the time, I find to be just an amazing story. How it doesn't get more attention? I don't know.
1: They get away with it. Newsrooms run on on, uh, enthusiasm. These
2: stories come out, don't get much attention, and then the story will come out again next year and the year after that because it won't change because it's always true that the rich kids get in and take the slots of any of those marginalized groups you're marching
1: in the street for. Yeah. And if you add Chinese nationals who are let in in droves... Because, well, because uh, the international exchange and cooperation of knowledge is so important. No, they're let in because they pay full tuition. The kids of Chinese oligarchs, communist oligarchs. So between the bribery kids, the friends of the rich kids, and the Chinese nationals, there's no room for your kids. I've told the story before. The, the uh, An amazing young woman in my youngest kid's uh, high school class was denied entry. She's validatory extracurriculars, athletics public service i mean she's practically a saint but no there was no room for her well her mistake was not knowing diane feinstein's husband richard bloom who's uh who likely used clout in uc admissions according to an auditor and they have dozens and dozens and dozens of examples of the children of the powerful who were admitted to uh uc berkeley ucla uc santa barbara and uc san diego uh, rated lower by admissions readers, rejected, blah blah blah. But they had money, your ties to decision makers. How are
3: you?
2: How are? How are you? The the crowd for uh, you know uh, equality and inequity in this country is so damaging and that sort of stuff. But but do this? Is it because you believe you're a special breed of person? You just need to be protected. I mean, is it I just think part of classic it is that, elitism?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Elitism is a good word for it. <sighs> Uh, delusions of grandeur, you think you are the saints that are saving the world. The The whole university thing, it's astonishing to me how low a number of people, how small a number of people in America have caught on to the fact that it is bloated, it's phony, it's it's incredibly expensive for all the wrong reasons. The, they <laughs> First thing they ought to teach you in Econ 101 in, in college is why college is so expensive. A flood of cheap, backed government money. You got more deans and assistant deans and under deans uh, than than teachers now. You got professors teaching fewer hours than ever in American history. You got students studying less, and yet it's multiples more expensive. I mean, what the hell? If your local grocery store was run like that, people would burn it down. I don't recommend burning down any grocery stores, by the way.
2: Um, then just then amazing, you yeah. add in that they let in the rich kids at the super-liberal universities and <laughs> right. use up the slots for the rich. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Diane Feinstein, NPR had a feature today on, is she the right person to be leading the whole Senate confirmation hearing? Coming up probably for Amy Coney Barrett. Um, she's 87. And... She has said she's against removing the filibuster. Time has moved on, and she no longer represents the liberal wing of California. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm, who was saying that? Uh, NPR did a feature on it, and they weren't saying uh-huh. it themselves, yeah. but they were featuring a bunch of people oh, who were saying it. You, you know, know how that goes. A lot of your you know, uh, up-and-coming or already-here politicians in California, they don't like die fi her not being willing to get away with uh, do away with the filibuster. Her being eighty-seven years old. That's that's a decent
1: argument. And a couple of years ago, when she was uh, on on display, she doesn't. She's not on the TV much these days for good reason. But a couple of years ago, she was noticeably. Um, you know, not what she used. To.
2: How have they not gotten her, gotten her to step down? The the Republicans got Chuck Grassley to give up the chairmanship so Lindsey Graham could take it, and he's obviously much sharper and much better at it. Right. Why haven't the Democrats done that? I don't know. Why isn't Kamala Harris
1: running that instead of uh, oh, Diane Feinstein? Her very name fills me with revulsion. What um, and and you add to that, currently in. California. I mean, uh, I'm at some point this hour. I'd like to get to the story that San Francisco is being overrun by raccoons, property crime and raccoons. <laughs> you could run one of those raccoons with a D next to its name, and it would win in Cal Unicornia. So, yeah, have have the old lady step down before you know. She makes a spectacle of herself she's on TV. She's 87. 87, Well, that yeah.
2: might be next week, right? This is going to happen fast. Yeah. These Senate hearings. Trump's yep. announcing tomorrow, and the hearings will start right away, and and running it for the Democrats is 87-year-old Diane Feinstein.
1: How old wow. her, her husband, who's, who's getting rich people into the UC system? It uh, doesn't say. It mentions she's 87. doesn't mention his age.
2: Sexism. Um, uh, we'll get to this when we come back. It's, it's worth taking a look at Howard Kurtz from Fox. He takes a look at the media and how they handle stories all the time. And he put together, a a piece on the media's handling of, uh, what went on in Kentucky, particularly the attorney general, um, and how it was treated by MSNBC and others. It's pretty good around the Breonna Taylor case. Yeah, it is, it is what it is, but, uh. I think you'll like that. I think you'll find that interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. The most egregious example that that folks are citing about the media coverage, uh, I happen to be listening to live and my jaw dropped, and I'm glad to know I'm not nuts. I thought at the time, this is outrageous.
2: Oh, I've also got um, the first dance when you get married, Michael. Do you have a song picked, or is that a secret, or have you...
1: I
0: need to check us. I, I think we picked one. And I can't remember
1: the what it was. Of my life. Wait what? a
2: second. You pick you guys picked one but you don't remember what it is. I, I know. Don't it, say that out loud to I'm your just fiance. Yeah. That's oh
1: fine, Michael. God. Oh my. Just be true to yourself. Oh jeez. <laughs> Worst advice ever. So
2: <laughs> be true to yourself. Worst advice ever. Um songs for the, the songs that turned out to be the couples stay married versus the first <laughs> dance song that turns out the couples get divorced. There's, there's a breakdown there. And you know who they ask? Wedding DJs. Hey
0: now, uh, got the chicken dance coming
2: up later. Uh. <laughs> Hilarious. Stay tuned for Shouty. <laughs> Just a few minutes away. Uh, we'll get to that uh, all that stuff on the way.
0: Armstrong Like it's made just for me But bear this in mind It was meant to be I don't actually know this song. The
2: this is One Direction on Little Things. Cheeks, was this the first song at your wedding? Me. Might have been if you got married in the I last 10 years. I went with John Mellencamp's I Need a Lover Who Won't you Drive Me smell.
0: Crazy. Never loved
2: According to a survey of couples and wedding DJs, that is the number one song on the list of couples that are now miserable <laughs> that had that as their first dance. And I'm sorry, what song is that? One Direction Little Thing. Sounds like a perfectly fine song. Oh, yeah, a lovely little ballad there. I don't believe I've ever heard it in my life. but No. Uh, 75% of the couples that had that for their first song...
1: Are now miserable. Doomed. (laughs) 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 That's the, uh, that's a Satan's own uh, wedding song. It's it's horrible. Followed by Jason Mraz.
2: I'm yours. Snow Patrol chasing cars. Birdie skinny love. And uh, blah, blah, blah. So uh, the only reason I mention those is because now I'm going to do the list for the couples that are the happiest. Can you feel the love tonight? Elton John, Stevie wonder. Isn't she lovely? Frank Mm. Sinatra. The way you look tonight. Oh, it's a good one. Etta James at last, which was ours. Mm. And I was told it was trite, but oh, I mean, stop it's, it! it's just this one wedding. I'm not doing like a hundred of them. So
1: Take me out to the ball game at a ball game is trite, right. too, but, but I'm not going to not sing it. But actually, my
2: point was the trite choices uh, are all on the list of the people. And I just I wonder if that means anything about personality. The super new pop. I don't know any of these songs choices are the least happy couple's. And the trite choices, kind of the standards, are the happier couples. I don't know if that means anything, but that is clearly the case.
0: How about Metallica's Master of Puppets? Is that on there?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: when
0: when my uh, wedding eventually gets planned, or whatever, I'm, I'm at least going to bring up you 2s I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Wow. Just to see what sort of conversation oh. that sparks.
2: Dude, very Trump-like. Oh. Very Trump-like. You can't
0: always it. get
1: what you yeah, want. Exactly. Oh, what a choice that would be. Oh, my.
2: <laughs> okay, so uh, more seriously, we need to get to this. I mentioned earlier in the show, it's interesting, um, before the Lakers game last night, Charles Barkley made some comments about the ruling in the Breonna Taylor case, and he said, we, we shouldn't lump these in with George Floyd and others. The police were in a tough situation, and uh, I think they did the best they could, etc., etc. I don't know how other people feel about that. That is not the way they felt on a on number of your cable news channels after... The um, announcement came over, was that two days ago now? And Daniel Cameron, the attorney general there, made his little speech and talked about the no-knock warrant and all that sort of stuff. But here's a uh, Howard Kurtz handling it on Fox.
3: Reporters quickly hit the streets of Louisville, which turned violent last night when no charges were brought in the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor. And the media outrage spread after Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron said the officers on the raid acted in self-defense when Taylor's boyfriend opened fire as he
4: acknowledged
3: the tragedy.
4: I understand that as a black man. If we simply act on emotion or outrage, there is no justice. The facts
3: of the case such as a neighbor's testimony that it wasn't a no-knock raid were often overshadowed in the denunciations by liberal commentators. This was a black lives don't matter ruling because they said that her life was irrelevant. I would say
0: now uh, three different justice systems one systems in this country one for police officers, one for Americans of color and one for white Americans. This usually
1: aggressive gears of prosecution, our system in America that is famously tough,
3: suddenly shifts
1: into reverse if the potential crime is the alleged police killing of black and brown people in America.
3: Some pundits openly attack Cameron. He is sending a sign to white nationalists everywhere. With the tacit consent of the President of the United States, you can do this whenever you want, and we won't jail you. We won't hold you accountable. Shoot all the black people you want. ESPN analyst and ex-basketball star Jalen Rose said this during the NBA playoffs. It would also be a great day to arrest the cop that murdered Breonna Taylor. More even-handed analysts noted the grand jury had charged one officer with recklessly endangering the neighbors by firing bullets that penetrated their apartment, questioning why that also didn't apply to the shooting of the unarmed Taylor. The killing of Breonna Taylor last March, which drew little national attention until the George Floyd protest, has become a searing symbol of racial injustice. But even the most critical commentary needs to acknowledge the facts of the case. Yeah, well, that's... uh,
1: Now, (laughs) what are you talking about? Okay, Boomer. (laughs) The facts. Well, that's tough. That is really tough.
2: You know, I was reading uh, David French in the Dispatch had a piece yesterday, and he's a, a, a lawyer. Um, he said there are a, a number of laws that he's in favor of taking a look at the way you handle warrants, no-knock warrants the no knock warrants, the, you know, search warrants versus arrest warrants, all this different sort of stuff, uh, that he's fine with taking a look at and changing. He doesn't like some of them, but on the particular police that went into that place, what is that one cop supposed to do when he serves a warrant, opens the door and he's being shot at? you going to arrest that guy. Right. So those are two different things. Are the laws unfair or whatever? And I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. but
1: Right. Right. Uh, The warrant having been approved by a judge and nobody has alleged any of those guys violated procedure except for the guy they said was firing wildly and endangered lives of people in the apartment uh, next door. Um, But it's the wildly irresponsible media stuff that that is so troubling to me.
2: What did that one pundit say there? Um. This ruling just says the message, you can just shoot anybody black you want. Oh, my God, that's a dangerous thing to say to wow. people who,
1: who believe you. And what's really, really troubling is, um, and all of this is alleged, but according to the warrants and everything, uh, Ms. Taylor was an associate of a guy, in, and I'm pretty soft on drugs, the war on drugs thing. That's my libertarian streak. I think if you want to ruin your life, go ahead. Just don't ask me to pay for your your food, your clothing, and your housing anymore if you're going to be a junkie. Um, but having said that, this was all about a ring that was selling narcotics, including fentanyl. There had been hundreds of overdoses in Louisville just in the last year. Much of them tied to fentanyl. And her ex-boyfriend and current friend was uh, one of the, the higher-ups in the fentanyl ring. That's incredibly dangerous stuff. He had a record. There are multiple warrants out for him, and she was thought to be his uh, money launderer. So uh, portraying her as an innocent person, the cops were at the wrong house. They shot her in her sleep is just wildly inaccurate. And just adding it's just pouring gasoline on the fire.
2: I I still don't understand how this whole warrant thing, well, I understand how warrants work, but I don't understand how they serve it when they get to the door without always ending up in a somebody comes to the door with a gun. I don't know how you avoid that. I would want to come to the door with a gun.
1: Yeah, well, I think.
2: How long, and again, I still don't know how long between the knock and they they knock the door down. How much time do I have?
1: We don't know that. And if you're serving a warrant on somebody you believe to be a dangerous felon, you operate differently. Um, so... And yeah. if I'm
2: in the house, though, and I hear boom, 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 it's the police, how much time have I got before the door comes open? I don't know. That'd scare the crap out of me. Yep. If you know anything about it, our text line, four one five two nine five kftc
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Me for I am doing
4: wrong. This is over a mask. Oh my God. Oh Taste somebody over a mask.
2: I'm actually watching the video uh, right now. It's a little Logan, Ohio, and a middle school football game, sparsely attended as you can imagine a middle school football game would uh, be. And this is a mom in the stands who ended up getting tased because she wouldn't wear a mask. So let me lay it out here for you a little bit. Uh,. The, a woman, Alicia Kitts, was asked to put a mask on by Officer Chris Smith, who's the school resource officer. What What's a school? lame name. The school mall cop um, was supposed to make sure people comply with Ohio's mask guidelines. She He saw the mom sitting with her family, and the kids were wearing masks. She's not wearing a mask, but her kids were. Anyway... Uh, and, and people we're looking at this. They're spread there's no out one near her. there's nobody in the stands. They're sitting more or less alone and they're outdoors and they're outdoors. But anyway, the school resource officer saw her not wearing a mask, went up, mask her to put one on. She said she had asthma and was not going to put on a mask. Then the officer said she need to put on a mask or she'd be asked to leave. She refused to leave. She was at that point violating trespassing ordinances. Ah. And uh, said that would she be escorted away. That's she funny. Said if she...
1: Antifa tra- uh, trespasses on my front lawn, I'm not allowed to do anything about it.
2: <laughs> right. No mm. kidding.
0: How interesting.
2: She was then told that she was under arrest for criminal trespassing. They asked her to put her hands behind her back. She would not. And they tased her. Wow. In front of her kids.
1: Yeah. I just, I'm so tired
2: of it. <laughs> I am tired of it. You know, I don't know how long this ordeal went on. Maybe it went on a very, very long time. I would hope that you could talk for, you know, bring in somebody else. Say, look, this is what we're going to have to
1: do. These are the rules. All right. I want you to picture this. There it is. Christmas time. You're all done with opening the presents and everything. Everybody's playing with their things. You're having that ill-advised third piece of coffee cake or pie or whatever. And your uncle, (laughs) it's Christmas day. (laughs) Don't be shouting fat at people. Jesus birthday. And your your uncle uh, Jesse comes over. And uh, and you're chatting with Jesse, and he says, listen, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but I've seen the future. And uh, in about six months, there's going to be a global pandemic. Uh, the economy is going to be tanking. Uh, not only that, but people who uh, uh, refuse to wear masks, even outdoors, are going to be tased and brought down by the cops. People will be restricted to their homes. You'd say, look, you're, you're not drinking anymore, and I'm calling you an Uber. All right,
0: you crazy person?
1: Yeah. Uh, you, odd times.
2: You I'm, can, I'm pro-mask, by the way. I think you should wear a mask. But.
0: You can think the laws are unjust, but the time to make that case is not at the point of arrest. Well, and that well, goes like, for everybody. You can't... F- you, you you can't trial by combat your way out of a trespassing charge. Right. And
1: if the rule <laughs> was you got to wear a mask there and she has asthma, then she can't
0: go to the right. game. Then you got to um, go stand on the sidewalk.
1: Well, right. Uh, you know, Jack, you said she was tased for not wearing a mask. She was, she was tased for resisting the mall cop's arrest, um, which is you know somewhat different. Uh, I would suggest that their r- rule uh, could be reviewed. But uh, Sean's point is a good one.
2: Uh, yeah, so that story's getting a lot of attention, mostly because there's video.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think you nailed it. And she uh, looks pretty good in those white shorts, just saying. It's it's, it's an art form. I'm, I'm an art critic.
2: The Senate passed a resolution yesterday saying the winner of the November 3rd election will be inaugurated on January 20th. And so there,
1: it shall be. And
2: there will be an orderly transition, yeah, as there know. has been every four years since 1792. We know. Tweeted out Mitch McConnell. To, right. Uh, try to deal with the whole Trump not committing to a peaceful transfer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also yesterday, and we talked about this earlier in the show, U.S. Attorney John Durham, who's been looking into the origins of the FBI's Trump-Russia probe, found that one of the main sources for the Steele dossier was the subject of an FBI counterintelligence investigation in 2009. The FBI knew the guy they were looking at was probably a Russian spy for years they didn't tell the FISA court that. Wow, what a funny oversight. So they could get a, a, a warrant to spy on Trump's campaign, including a guy who was actually working for the CIA on the, on the good guy's side. So huh. they hid the information that their guy was a, an, a Russian spy and then went and surveilled a guy who's actually a spy on our side looking at the Russians. Yeah. How do you like that? Because they hated Trump so much. And they thought they could get away with it. And they did. And they will.
1: And the other part of this that's so interesting is the Michael Flynn investigation. There are a bunch of uh, emails and texts that have finally been released. Why now? I don't know. I guess uh, FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Acts, but all sorts of stuff with these agents saying, man, there's nothing here. Why is this investigation still going on? I don't even know what I'm investigating. I'm telling you, man, if this thing ever gets FOIA'd, there are going to be some tough questions asked, and a great deal of those will be related to Brian having his scope way outside the boundaries of logic. Blank is one of the worst offenders of the rabbit holes in conspiracy theories. This guy traveled with that guy who put down a third guy as his visa sponsor, and the third guy lives near a Navy base. Therefore, we get to surveil him. This is not right.
2: No, um, it's not. But it happened, and nobody's going to be punished for it. Nobody's going to go to jail. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And you only know about this because it happened with a president of the United States. It happens, I guarantee you, regularly with uh, U.S. citizens that don't have this kind of power. If the FBI decides they want to surveil you, they're going to get a warrant and surveil you. If they have to make stuff up or leave stuff out, that would seem to be the case here.
1: They got these national security letters to spy on Flynn's finances. Unlike traditional subpoenas, which require judicial review and approval before authorities can seize an innocent person's property and information, NSLs are never independently reviewed by courts. And one of the agents noted in a text message that the NSLs were being Uh, just being used as a pretext by FBI leadership to buy time to find dirt on Flynn after the first investigation of him yielded no derogatory information. The decision to NSL, this is a quote now, NSL finances for Razor bought him time. Um, What do we expect to get from NSL? We put out traces, tripwires to community, nothing. Bingo, another FBI agent responded. So what's an NSL going to do? There's no content. Ha, 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 this is a nightmare, an agent said. If we're working to close down the cases, I'm not sure what NSL results would do to help. Exactly. That makes no sense, the other agent wrote back. Well, it's because they were trying to frame him. Right. And or get a ton of information. Can you imagine if some of the most capable investigators on Earth dug into your life, I'm I'm talking to you individually, my friends, or my life, spent weeks and weeks compiling information, then grilled me, then grilled me again, then grilled me a third time. And anything you got wrong or inconsistent or your memory changed, you're guilty of a felony lying to the FBI, a federal agent, which is the only thing Flynn got prosecuted for. I mean... only, only like, Jesus or Einstein could avoid that prosecution. Am I wrong? If they really wanted to get you? Please. They go into my finances. Is
2: that your fantasy dinner guest list, Jesus and Einstein?
1: Well, I'm just saying there is no paragon, paragonish enough to escape that sort of entrapment. If they really want to get you. And they got Flynn.
2: That's why they call it a perjury trap. Um, we don't want to become like China. Do you remember Joshua Wong? Maybe you don't remember his name. You've probably seen him on TV. He is one of the most prominent leaders of the Hong Kong pro-democracy movement. Yeah. He was arrested yesterday by Hong Kong police. For lying to a uh, federal authorities For attending an unlawful assembly in October 2019. We'll see if he's ever seen again. Because now they can extradite him to China, mainland China. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just may never be seen
1: again. Well, they may have a throw show trial for him. He might be useful as an example.
2: Or take away everything he's got and then release him.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They did that to, uh, what's his name? The Russian dis- dissident. Um, his apartment got uh, snatched up. All of his money. Navalny? And, uh, Navalny, yeah. They confiscated all his stuff for crimes real and imagined. And a little icing on the cake. Poison.
2: Uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York yesterday, did one of my favorite virtue signalings of all time. And he announced that New York would form a committee to independently review any coronavirus vaccine that comes out of the Trump administration oh, before man. New Yorkers get it.
1: Okay, good for you. Because the FDA is going to hand right. out poison. Right.
2: God, how many yeah. different stories have I seen with various people interviewed? People at the companies that make drugs, people at the CDC, people at the FDA say, no, I'm never. we're never going to put through a drug that we don't think is good. Or there wouldn't even be a process for doing that. Or the various companies making it. We wouldn't do that. It would ruin our business.
1: We have not changed any of the safety protocols. The hurrying is hurrying the paperwork. Is not waiting to start trials. Is not waiting to gear up the manufacturer. No safety shortcuts. That is indisputable. And finally, for this little segment. what a phony piece of garbage. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a Christian man. I shouldn't (laughs) be calling people garbage. The final
2: major... College football conference holdout is holding out no more. The Pac twelve reversed its original decision and announced yesterday that teams will play a seven game season starting November sixth. Wow. So everybody caved and came went back to playing football. Still assuming no no fans right, 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 playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: I
1: I although I heard Texas Tech is playing this weekend and they are going to be one of those twenty percent capacity right, schools capacity or whatever. Or yeah. Um Caved, Jack, or woke up to common sense. That's, What's the that's, opposite of caved?
2: Yeah, that, caved is wrong term. It's prejudicial. Well,
1: I expect better of you.
2: Caved to uh, facts, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was a dumb idea to start with. It was an overreaction. You probably. We're not. You know. If if this talk from uh, Doctor Gottlieb is correct, and we're not going to have a vaccine for mass consumption until like a year from now. They're not going to be fans in the stands for anything for a long time. Could be. Could
1: be. Uh, The one thing with the vid is you've got to be humble uh, when you make pronouncements like uh, we're making about the college football being a bad decision not to play. This thing has twists and turns, this disease. It's so strange. It's mutating a bit. There's the heart muscle thing. Just, uh, you know, I stand ready to be corrected. Oh, yeah.
2: Things are as bad in Europe now as they were in the beginning. In terms of
1: cases, not in terms of deaths. Right. We're getting a lot better treating it, thank God. But, yeah, you got to be humble enough to say, J- judging by what I know right now, I think X. Um, at least I would, I would suggest you be that way as we are up against an insidious foe unleashed by our friends, the Chinese communists. Speaking of our friends, uh, one of the, the great old friends of the Armstrong and Getty Show has been officially named... On a short list of SCOTUS nominees. Oh, really? Yes. Which means if this person gets on... Tim, the lawyer, is going to be on the Supreme Court. I get the backstage tour. Wow. Maybe even try on a robe. (laughs) They let you do that? Eh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll ask. Eh, Can't hurt to ask.
2: It's like when Epstein's girlfriend was letting people sit in the, uh, the the queen's throne. Remember that story? What? epstein's who's prince it? andrew yes because he was in with epstein oh the sex, jeffrey epstein yeah yeah, 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 yeah okay yeah. and his girlfriend whatever they were they were they were sitting in the queen's throne that's right
1: <laughs> that's unbelievable wow. now that's a backstage tour yeah yeah that's what i'm hoping for we'll reveal that name oh plus a lot of more good stuff to come don't go away The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: For all y'all motherfuckers out there getting ready to burn down Louisville over what happened to Rihanna Taylor, I just gotta tell y'all, you know, I hope y'all, all y'all motherfuckers go to jail. Y'all getting mad over the fact that she was killed, but I bet y'all don't give a f- Y'all don't even know that there were 121 murders in Louisville this year alone. 70% of them young black men between the ages of 18 and 30. And over 400 shootings alone. Most of the victims involving young black men between the ages of 18 and 30. But y'all ain't gonna riot and loot about that. The fact that we're killing more of each other at a higher rate than white people. Killing each other more than the Klan ever did. Y'all don't care about that. At all. Like I say, before y'all start getting emotional and burning down, get the fucking facts and get out of your feelings and make a real change and stop listening to the media.
2: It's really interesting to me that some people, some some people that are black come to that conclusion and some people don't.
4: Well, I think
1: we all agree if there's bad policing anywhere, it ought to be stopped, rooted out and corrected. On the other hand, where is the national movement? To deal with the sort of uh, viciousness and violence you see in Chicago or the in Louisville, what he's talking about? Where's the slogan everybody knows about ending the violence in the neighborhoods, getting the gangs out of the? How c- Black Lives Matter about the single digit number of unarmed black people who are killed by police so far this year, for instance, and and several of those were attacking cops. Um, where is the nationally known slogan about the awful, awful toll on uh, particularly urban communities? Where's the nationally known organization that, that Nike is giving millions of dollars to that deals with those poor little kids caught in the crossfire and gunned down in Chicago? Just in the last several months, there have been several little kids killed. A little kid assassinated by a lunatic in, uh, in D.C., where, where's that? Where's the now suddenly incredibly rich organization that's dealing with that? Uh, if you get next hour,
2: we're going to talk a little bit about warrants and uh, and, the, and the prosecution of warrants and how that works and the, versus the Fourth Amendment and it's some pretty
1: interesting stuff. Yeah, that's a discussion that is worth having among reasonable folk. Heck yeah! If you don't get the award-winning fourth hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, woe is you. Or you can go to armstrongandgetty.com and get the podcast. It'll be posted a little later on today.
2: You're more uh, libertarian uh, type people in their view of what the man gets to do in terms of coming into your home. It's pretty interesting. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, We probably ought to deal with this woman who uh, her roof collapsed on her bed, Mm. pinning Mm. her in the
1: bed. But that was a nightmare. That's as bad as it can get, Jack. (laughs) But that was not the end of her problems.
4: I woke up to a crashing noise. I opened my eyes, and to the right of me was a tree branch in the room. And to the left, I had a board going across my chest, one going across my legs. I was stung at least 15 to 20 times by bees. And they were getting in my ears, and I was trying to swat them and and kill them with my hands.
1: So she was trapped in her bed by a tree, Tree and she was... Beset by bees. Trolls, tree falls through the roof, pins her to the
2: bed, then the bees begin attacking her.
1: And is that when the alligator came into the yeah, room? That's when the alligator came <laughs> in and bit off her feet.
2: Oh. oh she oh has been,
0: uh, as you can hear from that clip, she, uh, she was rescued. She appears to be okay. Uh, slightly more stung than she would like to be, but yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah.
2: She got stung 20 times. Oh. oh. You'd, you know what that reminds Ugh. me of? She you'd be laying there, of course, being stung, you don't have a lot of time to think. But I don't know what her reaction was when she was pinned in her bed by a tree, no roof over her head. Right. And now being stung by bees. Um when I when I had cancer and was going through chemotherapy and then fell down and broke my ribs, <laughs> I actually laughed. <laughs> I remember laying there laughing, thinking, This is unbelievable. Oh boy. I've got cancer. My life sucks, and I tripped and fell, and now I'm laying here with broken ribs. Great this is hilarious. <laughs> I'd
1: forgotten about your
0: ribs. Oy. <laughs> That's had oh. to be what she was thinking as she was being stung by the bees. What? Meanwhile, You're kidding me here. Meanwhile, from the bees' perspective, they were asleep, too. Their house just got turned upside down. They they go outside their beehive. The only thing they see is this person. They can only assume this is the person who caused their house to fall. That's right. It is
1: believed she pulled down the tree. Good bee perspective. Yeah, to stinging on BNN. That's how they're reporting. (laughs) If you were holding a mic, I would suggest you drop it. Jack, Doctor Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian Party candidate for the presidency, has released a SCOTUS list of liberty-minded jurists. Who she thinks ought to be uh, on the court. Richard Epstein, law professor, director of the Classical Liberal Institute at New York University. Judge Andrew Napolitano. Randy Barnett of the Georgetown University Law Center, senior fellow at Cato. Clint Bullock, Arizona Supreme Court. Eugene Volokh, UCLA law professor, who I quote now and again. We got a Bollock and a Volokh? Bullock? Bullock and Volokh. Hmm. That's a comedy duo. Uh, Janice Rogers Brown, U.S. Court of Appeals, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Timothy Sandifer, vice president for litigation at the Goldwater Institute, adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, whatever that is, and uh, the author of many fine, fine books about liberty.
2: George Will called him a national asset.
1: He is indeed. Maybe
2: Tim the lawyer, Tim Sandifer, will be the name that Trump puts out tomorrow
1: at 5 o'clock. It could be. National asset. Nobody's ever referred to us as that. National asses, maybe. Sorry. That was childish.
0: (laughs) Childish. Armstrong
1: and Getty.